Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Today I want to go back to what Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 16. Now, this is the passage of Scripture where we'll, we'll start reading in verse 16 in just a moment. But Jesus had asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Now, it was really kind of a crazy answer when you really think about it because everybody they named was dead. You see, one of the things we don't realize is that especially in the day of Jesus, evidently the thought of some form of reincarnation um, was a prevalent thought because, well, you're Jeremiah, you're, you know, you're one of the prophets of all, you know, that they had come back from that standpoint. And so, but then Jesus asked them, he said, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And in verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, there's a few things that I want to get into with this, but I just want to go back and, and refresh our understanding about the word church there. The word church there, and throughout the New Testament, anytime in English you see the word church, the Greek word that is there is the word ecclesia, ecclesia. Now, here's the crazy thing. I had uh, gotten into doing a little bit of etymology of different words, and in all honesty, uh, kind of what started me on it was, what's the difference between liberty and freedom? And because in most of our minds, they're the same, but they evolved as two separate words. And so that, I got into a little bit of etymology in that. And then I decided to do the etymology of the word church, thinking that our word church came from the Greek word ecclesia. Because everywhere in the New Testament that the word ecclesia is in the Greek, the English rendering of that is church. Now, to my amazement, in all honesty, I was. I, I was flabbergasted. I mean, um, I can remember I was sitting at my computer and I typed in etymology of the word church. And when an entirely different Greek word came up and I'm, I'm reading it and, and it's telling me how, you know, 
uh, the word church, uh, you know, it came through German in this way and, and through some other uh, different languages, and it all goes back to this other Greek word. That I'm not a Greek scholar, so I'm not going to try to pronounce it. But with this, I, that, that just blew my mind. And so I'm like, why? Why throughout the New Testament is the word ecclesia translated church when the Greek word that we got church from is an entirely different word? It's, it has an entirely different meaning. And so, again, I, I'm just, I'm astounded. I'm like, well, what, what word did we get Ecclesia from? And so I typed in uh, Ecclesia and basically started doing some research, and I found out that Ecclesia is really what would be called, uh, in language studies, a transliteration. In other words, there's not a word that came from Ecclesia. It's just, we've got the same word, it's just a little bit different. Uh, another uh, perfect example of the Greek language that many of us are very familiar with is that of baptism. Uh, we don't, the Greek word for baptism, it's just spelled a little different and pronounced a little different, but it's basically that word came straight from the Greek to the English, just with some alterations in pronunciation and spelling. Same thing's true with Ecclesia. Upon finding that out, I went to a dictionary. <laughs> and sure enough, right there in, in the Webster Merriam Dictionary, and I looked at a few different other ones, there is the word Ecclesia. It's right there. It is a separate English word. If anything, the proper translation based on this would be that Jesus said, and on this rock I'll build my ecclesia. I'll build my ecclesia. Because that's the English word from the Greek word. Uh, not the word church per se. But we, we don't, you know, in our mind we don't have to change all of our thinking about church. No use uh, going to a, a lot of those troubles. But we need to understand certain principles about the Ecclesia. And when I looked up the dictionary and then also uh, did some other research on it, because I was going for, see, here's, let me throw something out here. You, you've got to be careful sometimes with um, uh, Bible study helps uh, because at that point, very frequently, what they are telling you is how it is used in Christian circles. They're telling you how it's used in Christian circles. They're not really telling you the meaning of the word. And so when I went to Bible dictionaries, I basically kept getting that the word ecclesia was for church. It was the gathering of believers. And I'm like... Well, there was no church, so Jesus couldn't have been referencing that. And then I actually found out that it wasn't really um, until about the, I believe it was the 14th century that uh, AD, that the term Ecclesia began to be associated 
with the assembly of Christians. That's, that's really where it started. And I'm thinking, well, that was a long time coming. But that's our entire thought. So if that didn't start until hundreds of years after Jesus, then that's probably not what he meant. So again, I kept digging, and I basically found out that in the uh, time of Jesus, when Jesus ministered on the earth, the primary meaning, the primary meaning, and if you would, even in the English uh, dictionaries now, you can go to it and you'll see that the, as long as it's not a church or Christian dictionary, uh, you'll see that it gives several different uses, and then down at the bottom it'll go, also sometimes used for an assembly of uh, Christian believers. That's really not what the meaning was. The first definition of Ecclesia that it gives, it says in ancient times. Well, now 2,000 years ago qualifies as ancient times. It says in ancient times it was the name of the legislative body of the Greek city-states. Now, the basic meaning of the word ecclesia, it's a, it's a compound word made up of two different words. One of them is called, and the other one is out. Called out. Well, you see, and a lot of times, because of uh, how we have Christianized the word, and again, it's important to understand, when Jesus said the word ecclesia, it had not been Christianized. It hadn't been run through some stuff to you know, create a certain meaning. He was using a term that everybody around him understood. And if you would, as a Jew, he was using a secular term. He wasn't using a religious term. He wasn't saying, I'll build my synagogue, I'll build my temple, you know, um, you know, we'll build a feast <laughs> celebration. He wasn't saying any of the typical religious terms. He went to the secular world, as most people would call it, for a term to describe his body, to describe what he was going to build. Isn't that amazing? He went to the Greek world. Now, the Romans had a version of the Ecclesia. The Romans had a version, uh, but it was changed. Uh, they, it had been tweaked by them. But uh, if you've read through particularly the Gospels in the book of Acts, you're familiar with the term. It's called Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin was the Roman version of the Greek Ecclesia. And so we see the Roman Ecclesia, Jesus interacted with them quite a bit. But you see, that word called out and its primary use was that in the Greek city-states, they were, this was the people that were called out to a special meeting at the gates of the city in order to determine the culture. 
what would be allowed, what would not be allowed. Would this type of business be allowed? Would this type of practice be allowed? Or would they forbid it? Hence Jesus' comment where he said, I'll give you the keys, whatever you forbid or bind on earth, heaven will back it. Heaven will bind it too. Whatever you lose, whatever you allow, heaven will allow it from that standpoint. You see, when we understand the, the word ecclesia as it was being used in the world that Jesus was living in, we get a whole different picture. If you would, the, the basic element of the word ecclesia, if you, if you would make a statement about what did those called out ones determine in the Greek city-states, those called out ones, the ecclesia, determined the culture of their area. They determined the culture of their region. They basically determined how life would be lived within their area that was under their jurisdiction. If you would, a phrase I like to use, what Jesus is saying, on this rock, I will have my culture builders. I will have those who will affect culture in regard to the kingdom of God in the earth. God bless you. Join us again tomorrow. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 3.1.2 Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.